Okay, friends, today I'm so excited because my guest, Joy Buffalini, is somebody that I've been following for so long. And I feel like every time I see her in her bright yellow, she brings so much literal joy to my life. So I'm just going to introduce her right away and ask her to tell us a little bit about herself and how long she's been doing it. But I will say this, if you're looking for a sales coach, if you're looking for somebody that's going to really help you move and scale your business in a way that feels aligned to you, Joy might be the person that you're looking for. So Joy, welcome to the series and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, Wendy. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. All these people that I get to meet and spend time with virtually like this, it really, it really like makes me just excited to be in this time and space when we have all these really cool technologies. But anyways, let's dive in. Tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do and how long you've been doing it so that I don't get it wrong when I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yes, I know you interact with so many business owners. I hear you. So yes, um, I'm actually in my ninth year of coaching. And specifically now, I help women who have, they have their businesses running, but they have a lot going on. And they want to scale. They want to grow. They want to double, triple their income. They have no capacity. They have so many things going on, so many different offers, so many different types of clients. So I teach a very simple method and mindset that doesn't involve complicated strategies like Facebook ads. You don't have to have long sales calls. You don't have to work with a gazillion clients. And it really helps my clients to scale quickly to six and or multi six figures, whatever is their next step. And you can build it really quickly and don't need all the complicated strategies that a lot of people try to do in the first couple years. I use this example. So for instance, most people build their business model out horizontally, which means they have a whole bunch of things they build out and try to manage and try to do all the strategies all at once. <laughs> yep. It's kind of like a analogy I use is like a high, a high maintenance two-story condo building. Okay. Like they're always happy to stay on top of it. And there's always this, and there's this fire to put out, you know, all this stuff to do when really what they want is this tall, beautiful skyscraper of a business. Awesome. And so when you focus on building a really strong foundation, that's really aligned for you, then you can build up really easily. If you got this high maintenance, two story condo building, you've got no upward mobility, right? And all your time is spent managing everything. Let me just say, I love that. And I've used that. I've used that analogy as well, because we're in kind of similar things. I mean, we talk yeah. about a lot of the similar things as far as the scalability and that sustainability and that strength. And I always say they like, if you don't have that strong foundation and then you invite a bunch of people over to your house, your house is <laughs> to the ground. Like, that's work. just the reality, right? Yeah. And so I love that you really help them focus on, you know, that cement that holds up the house. So you can build a second story. So you can build a third story. So you can build that badass porch, right? And not have to worry that you're kind of building up to just sink back down again. So I love that. Sorry to interrupt, but I just was like, yes, I love that. <laughs> we, both, we both are all into helping our clients with the simplification. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got, you got to go simple. So, okay, keep going. So tell us more about it. 
Yeah. And so a lot of my clients, they, you know, they're making over six figures already and they kind of need to go back to basics with their business structure and their model so they can actually keep growing. And so it's, it's also about a specific mindset and it's a little different than what you think of as mindset work. And, you know, a lot of the things that are important to do, it's about looking at your business growth from a perspective of there's always an easier way. What's the simpler way here? And some mm-hmm. questions and some belief standards that you hold that actually take you out of the model of like, gotta work harder, gotta hustle, gotta do all of these things in order to get to this X result. It just puts you in a whole different paradigm of thinking. And when you start thinking that way naturally, you start seeing the easier, simpler way. Ideas and opportunities that are really aligned for you can just start falling into place because you're not stuck in this old hustle paradigm of thinking. So what do you think is the one thing when people come to you and mostly you work with women, am I right about that? Yes, just with women. Yeah. Oh, you just work with women. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love the that. whole dynamic about the holistic, you know, they bring all parts of themselves and it's a very unique dynamic, you know, with some of my clients, it's looking at the whole picture of their life and simplifying it too. You know, not just their businesses often carries over into life as well. So they come to you, they've kind of like spread out kind of like urban sprawl, so to speak, <laughs> them to kind of rein it all back in, you know, kind of like reeling in the fishing line, right? To really strengthen that, that core, what is one of the areas that you really like to focus with? So you've got that foundation, you've got that mindset piece. Tell us a little bit about how you work with them on the sales piece, because I know that's a part of what you do that I'm really excited to hear about. Absolutely. But actually, sales is kind of like the third step. So let's walk back two steps, because sales works when the other two components work, the other two foundations work. So one of the important foundations is your offers. Okay, your offers, if people aren't saying yes, you know, you know, you're the expert at what you do, you help your clients get results, but people aren't saying yes, there's something off in your offer. They don't really understand, like, how is this going to get me to where I want to be? So really dialing in your offers and the container for that and really defining what type of change transformation happens in that offer is really key. And really aligning it with the whole of your brand too, you know, that it really makes sense that when people come into your world, usually the first thing they see though, is your messaging and your messaging. When it's really clear, it's like your ideal clients are like, oh my goodness, she's in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Right. And then when they lean in or engage or reach out to you and they hear about your offer, your messaging is just echoing what your offer actually is. So everything's in alignment and really clear. And what happens is you start drawing in more of your ideal clients because they've responded to a specific message that resonated with them, which means that your offer is going to resonate with them too, because the message and the offer are really in alignment as to who they help and how they help them and get the results that they want. And then when those two things are in alignment, by the time you get to the sales call and I teach, there's some assets you can put in place, things you can put in place. So by the time they get to the sales call, they just need a few little questions answered. You know, they're just about ready to go. And you hear a lot less objections. There's a lot less frustration. And that's just a really great experience versus being like the 60 minute, 90 minutes, 
like going all over the place. And then they say, I can't afford it. Or now's not the time. (laughs) About it. Only in a week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's the offers, the messaging, and then the sales process, a simple sales process that really makes this business model really flow beautifully. That is great. I know that you have three tips that will help you multiply your income. Tell us about those. So three tips are, first of all, really know what are your highest priorities that are really the needle movers that are ROI? And let me tell you, I, I laugh because mm-hmm. it's so important. And like you say, you know, you say simplify to multiply. I say simplify and success follows. But really, it's like <laughs> simplification. Yeah. Cut out the clever, cut out the nonsense, and make it clear and so that people can really resonate and, and be attracted to you. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. Like there's so many things we could be spending our time on. Mm-hmm. And if you, some people don't actually know what are the needle movers. If you have too many things going on, you have too many offers, too many ways that clients come in, you don't know exactly what to focus on, like what's working, you know? So really know what are the activities? What are the things that are bringing your ideal clients in? And number two is that consistency with just a few simple things. You don't need to do all of the things, <laughs> all of the strategies. I know there's a million strategies out there. Find the ones that are aligned for you and dial in your messaging around that and your offers around, you know, that strategy. Be consistent with it. Show up consistently, you know, obviously with it. And don't be like all over the place sharing about something completely different the next day. Just be really consistent with it. And your ideal clients start leaning in really quickly. So alignment and consistency are really a key, are really key there, right? They really are. Yeah. And then behind the scenes is, you know, really having a simple process that helps your ideal client self-identify. So if you want to raise your prices, you want to have more clients, work with more clients, you need more people to say yes is the truth, but not just anyone, the right people. So when you build some processes in, it's kind of like they make micro commitments to what they want, not necessarily to a program or to working with you, but micro commitments to what they want. And then it becomes a really win-win thing because you want to get paid well for what you do. You want to multiply your income, but you're helping this person also get what they want. And it's such a win-win fulfilling process as well. But sometimes that third step can get kind of messy <laughs> and drawn out. And yes. this is my ideal client. Or you have a client sign up and you're excited like, woohoo, but you realize they really weren't the right fit and they're really high maintenance and they really like weren't ready for your offer yet. And I know I've talked with so many of my clients, coaches, consultants, or service-based experts. So the more clearly that process goes and they self-identify and make those little micro commitments that by the time they, you know, if they decide to move forward with working with you, like it's kind of like a placebo effect happens. I have believed in it already. And of course you believe in it. So it just becomes this co-creation of a win-win for everyone. I really love that idea of they're making micro commitments to themselves, which is also getting them to commit to you in little steps versus thinking like, how can I make, how can I have them make little commitments to me? You're saying, let's have them make little commitments to themselves. And that's one of the things that I really like to talk about a lot is, do you want it? 
or are you committed to it? Because there's a big delta between something that you want. Yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm committed to losing 10, right? Like in a perfect world, I'd lose 20. Okay, great. But what can you commit to, right? And so I love that idea of having the people kind of it's feeling like it is so co-created to use your words that they are making the commitment to themselves. And then by virtue of that, they're committing to you. Absolutely. And you're into the offer, like the container that you've created. So, which means they show up, you know, for their, their coaching sessions or group sessions and they do the work and they, they are like saying yes to the time period too, you know, whether it's three months or four months or six months, like I'm committing to creating this transformation in this amount of time as well, which is of such great service to them. It means that they, whatever they were stuck with and wasn't working, they're changing that in a specific period of time. So it's oh, just like such an awesome way. It just, when I might, when I see the clients getting results and it really happens for them, not that I'm surprised, you know, but it's just, when you see it in action, it becomes really fulfilling, really, a really fun process. Awesome. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit. Cause now that we know how you help other people, I want to dive deeper into you. And the first question I have for you is, and I really like asking this question because it goes to the headspace of so many like entrepreneurs and in, in our unique situation as being a woman, as being an entrepreneur, as being a mother and a wife and a this and a that. Do you consider yourself the CEO? Like when you think of yourself, do you think I'm the CEO of my business? Oh, I absolutely am. I mean, it's in writing. <laughs> I'm the CEO of my S Corp. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, it's in writing, but also being in that CEO energy is a big shift. And I'm glad you brought that up, you know, because a lot of a lot of women feel like, like they're kind of at the mercy of their business and the mercy of their clients or, you know, I'm defined whether I'm a success or who I am is defined by results. Stepping into that CEO energy is really game changing of just like, this is what I'm doing. This is happening, you know, and have team members, you know, bring them on board little by little that actually have names and titles. <laughs> you know, my husband is my CFO, which is financial <laughs> officer, but also chief fun officer. <laughs> nice. That's okay. You have fun with it, you know, be in that CEO energy, but like it's a real business. It doesn't matter if you're just at, you know, you're starting out, you're a couple thousand dollars a month, you know, and you feel like this is just, I have just this little thing going. If you really want to grow it, start acting as if now set up your business structure, your tax structure, how you manage your money as if it's a whole lot more than that. You know, yeah. I always love to say that whether you're the solopreneur, a wellnesspreneur, a creativepreneur, you're the CEO first. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to phrase that role. Yeah. People don't always like it, I think, because they don't always realize, well, CEO doesn't sound like fun. It sounds like business. And it's like, well, you can be a visionary CEO role and do all the creative stuff and then hire yourself a COO, right? Absolutely. Yeah, everybody has different strengths. So if they're more of a creative person, it's still like they are sitting in the driver's seat. That's the important thing. They fully feel that way. So as the CEO, as the, the person that's running your business, and it sounds like you're doing it with your husband, which is awesome. Is he in your business full-time with you? Not full-time yet. Yes. Okay. Very soon. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Love it. What is the hardest part about being for you? I want to know for you, not for your clients, but for you. What is the hardest part about running your own business? So I think 
the hardest part, I don't know if there's a hard part per se. I, I love the freedom and flexibility, you know, and the independence. I get to be my own boss, part of it, of course. But I think it really is juggling kids. If you have kids and their schedules and, you know, making that work. Um, I'm thankful my husband has a lot of flexibility with his schedule. So I think it's probably the most challenging thing is like not putting everything on myself. I don't have to do it all, you know, so giving, making sure my kids have their responsibilities and, you know, Hey honey, it's dinner time, your turn, (laughs) your turn tonight, getting help in the house, you know, not feeling bad. Like I have somebody that comes and does my laundry and folds it and puts it all away for the family. Well, not all the kids, but you know, that does that part of it. Um, They take responsibility, but not being afraid to say, It's okay to have help in other areas. I don't have to do it all myself because when you're in that CEO energy, you realize like my time is more valuable, you know, here working on my business, working with my clients versus other things that somebody else loves to do. So pay them to do it. So it's not all on me. And that's kind of hard as a woman, you know, we're used to like, I can do it all. So I should do it all. Yep. (laughs) overly responsible, you know, and all of those things. But like when you can start to see like, no, that's not the best use of my time, you know, not have to do it all yourself. That really frees you up. So that's, I guess that's probably been the hardest thing is allowing it to, to be that way. Do you have other team members besides the, the chief fun officer? (laughs) I do. I do. I have my assistant and I have a web designer, graphic designer, and sometimes some people I subcontract on. You're scaling, but you like to keep it kind of that small. I keep it pretty lean. I really do. And um, I'd rather give the people I have already, like they know my brand, they know my style. We work so well together. I'd rather give them more than bring in, you know, extra people if I don't have to. Yeah. Let me ask you this question about your types of models. Do you have like a done with you or a one-to-one or a group program? Tell us a little bit about the types of programs that you offer and the way that you have it structured in your business. Okay. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I divide my programs up because I work with women business owners based on where they're at in their business growth. So that everybody is together, whether it's a group program or they're working with me one-on-one, it's really clear like, where they're at, and that the next step, the goal for that offer, that program, really matches where they're at, really makes sense for them. So I have, it's all fits under the brand of Simplify to Multiply, honestly. And once again, my offers are really simple. (laughs) And so like my first level offer for the women who are building two consistent 5K months and building simple business foundations, daily energy and focus, and that first level of like messaging to get some consistent clients. And then the next level is an intensive program where we really drill into your offers. You know, this is for the woman who has 10 different things going on and, you know, has made some money, maybe you know, hasn't really had a 10K month yet, or maybe has, but it's been really hit or miss. And we really dial that in. So they have like this business model they can keep repeating to get consistent clients. And then the next level program is for the women who are close to six or on the other side of six, scaling to multi six figures. We use the same model. I use the same model for each level. It's just what foundations do they have already? And then it's the next step of building it, of scaling. So for the my mastery group, they're working on dialing in sales conversations and building their team and you know, some of those higher level things. But once again, nobody in my group is running Facebook ads or doing any complicated sales funnels or anything like that. And they're getting great results and their clients are too. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so... 
just a few more questions before I let you go, because I know we're on limited time today. <laughs> Tell us, what is something that keeps you up at night? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, what keeps me up at night probably is my ambition. Oh, tell us. Yeah. Like I wake up and I wake up early. We were joking earlier about hormones, you know, (laughs) 3 a.m. Oh, great. You know, I usually get up 5, 530. I'm an early bird anyway, but I'll get some, some ideas will get rolling and I'm just like, oh, I got to go write that now. I got to go do that now. (laughs) And so like learning to like, okay, that idea will be there or like, type it in my phone real quick, go back to sleep, whatever it is. Like, so I have to learn probably the thing that keeps me up at night is just learning to turn it off. You know, yeah, it's great. It's funny that you would say that because the other night I woke up, I think it was last night and I had an idea and I'll be darned if I can remember what it is right now. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, I wish I had a piece of paper next to me so I could just like write it, you know, with the lights <laughs> off and everything. Cause I don't want to turn on the lights and like mess up my circadian rhythms or anything like that. I don't want to turn on the phone and look at the blue screen. I turned it on at like in three in the morning, I would be up for an hour. Right. And then it would totally wreck my whole day. Like, I wonder how can we like these ambitious people where we're, you know, our subconscious mind is working overtime when we're getting some sleep. Do you keep like a notepad next to your bed and you write things and in the morning you've got like a scribbled little oh, thing? Totally. Totally been there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, this was something I talked about with my mastery group last week, actually, we were talking about like, what are some of the downsides to being ambitious? Like knowing the shadow sides to that and how to manage that. So we don't go into burnout or overworking or, you know, taking too much on ourselves. And yeah, it's like little tools and tips like that of like, okay, I don't have to stop and do that right now. I can just write it down, you know, or it doesn't have to be done right now. Put a reminder in my phone, you know, whatever it is, like, the world's not going to fall apart and even though we want it and we want it now, everything's going to be okay. And so sometimes like learn how to calm down our nervous system, not because we're anxious, although anxiety sometimes goes along with this too. You know, let's be honest that when you're ambitious, like you want it. And if it's not happening as fast as you want to, you know, there can be a, a negative side to that, but just learning how to manage that and be in that full seat of like everything I need right now is in my world and all is well you know, and just really hold on to some of those really, those firm stances for yourself. So do you only do like these group programs or do you also do one-to-one coaching? Well, actually my intensive program and my mastery program also include one-to-one time with me. Oh, yeah. nice. So oh, that's they're great. combination programs. There's a group dynamic and, and a lot of people, you know, think I don't know group programs, like there's all these different people, but my programs are so catered to like, everybody's working on the same thing and at the same level and energetically similar because people are invited in if they're a good match for that, that it's really like a positive uplifting experience for everyone. It, It really builds their momentum you know, being in that group versus it being like, oh, I'm on this long call and somebody's on about something that has nothing to do with me, you know. So curating a a group that really is um, for one specific thing and everybody has similar energy is a really powerful model, you know, in addition to the one-to-one too. There's like benefits to both of those for sure. 
I love the group model along with the one-to-one component. Like to me, that's that hybrid is like my favorite right now. And then if they throw in a couple of training videos, but I don't have to sit through like, you know, 18 hours of like course, you know, like pre-recorded courses, then it's all good. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Tell us what is your favorite tool right now for your business? Oh, what's my favorite tool? Ah, it's Loom, actually. Loom. You love it. Okay. So I use this so much with my clients. Like, you know, they're messaging me. We have a platform for if they have one-to-one access to me for messaging me. Well, you know, rather than I'm I'm more of a speaker than a typer, Mm -hmm. you know. So what I could do is like read their message, screencast it, talk to them, create a little video for them to answer their question. And I can give them just so much more than if I was in so much faster than if I was typing it out. And then I do it for my team members too. You know, can you change this on the website? I can just screencast it really quick on Loom and it's just really clear. They're looking at it and it's just helping things to just people, everybody to get answers and to know what to do next. I'm just loving it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it too. And the day that they launched their Loom Pro, their desktop version, I was like, sign me up. Like I threw my credit card at them so darn fast. I love Loom. I also use another program called Dub, D-U-B-B, that I bought, you know, kind of like an AppSumo deal. But I love that type of being able to teach as you go and kind of an unencumbered kind of way, like on the fly, when you need it, doesn't have to, you know, take a lot of time or tools or intensity, right? You just turn it on and I'll be done. Tell us what your favorite business book is right now. I'll be honest. I haven't read many business books lately because like I went through that whole phase of reading every business book out there. Which my favorite probably is the big leap of all of them. Yeah, for sure. And I'm more reading like spiritual, personal development, like a lot of the deeper ones that I've not read before because I don't want to, I don't want to read too many people's strategies right now. And I sometimes advise my clients, like sometimes you need to take a fast from like the free webinars or the latest book or there's a time and place for it. That sometimes we can just end up being learners, not earners, or we have all this information and then we don't know where to start or what to do with it. Or like, oh, that's a cool strategy I read in that book. And, but we don't really implement it. So I'm like, what's the point? So I've been kind of less is more with my reading too, like really curating, like, what do I need right now? And it's not business books. It's, it's more just like this next level of being who I'm meant to be, you know? Awesome. What are you reading right now? So I just finished Michael Singer's um, book, The Surrender Experiment. So I love his, his, his book, The Untethered Soul is one of my favorite books. Okay. I was going to say, didn't he have another book that was very yes, popular? That's what he's most known for. So I just read his other book that's less known and it was like, wow, okay, this is a growth edge for me. <laughs> Surrender wow. for someone who's ambitious, right? That's wow. So I have the untethered soul, the one with the horse going across. I don't know if I read it all. I think I went through a phase where I was like anything possible about mindfulness and, you know, meditation I read, but in any sure. case, exactly. well, tell us where we can find you because I know people are going to be so interested, especially women. Sorry, men, if you're, if you're tuning in, <laughs> it's an all women thing right now, but tell us where we can find you, Joy. Thank you. Um, It's at joybuffalini.com. So that's J-O-I-B-U-F-A-L-I-N-I.com. 
And um, on my website, I also have a Facebook group. So if you go to my personal um, Facebook page, you'll see a link there, a picture there where you can click to join my, uh, it's called Make Your Bold Vision Real. So Simplify to Multiply is my process, my big philosophy of like where I help women to what that I help them to do is to make their bold vision real, like defining it, making it real. So the Facebook group, and then in my website, I have Soul Centered Sales. It's called Four Steps to an Easy Yes. And I teach just kind of like the framework in that short PDF of a simple sales process. So you'll definitely want to get the details on that. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that I put all the links below this video on my blog page. And thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really enjoyed this time with you, Wendy.